Welcome to the Hills Baptist Podcast. We're so glad you're joining us as we see Jesus glorified, lives transformed, and hope revealed in the Adelaide Hills and beyond. We hope you enjoy this message. It is so good to have you guys with us. And I heard this morning in Lobethal that the power was out. So they were troubleshooting and trying to sort things out, but welcome. It's great to be together as one church for what is a very special Sunday. And I'm going to try really hard to limit my walking. Well, if they could follow me. (laughs) It's a really special Sunday. It's a special Sunday for a couple of reasons. First and foremost, today, as Leona said, marks the conclusion of our week and prayer of of prayer and fasting, who got blessed through a week of prayer and fasting, who's really looking forward to a greasy sausage and you never thought that would ever be the case in your life. I cannot wait to have a snag after this. God's been really good. We've been patiently, methodically, almost liturgically working our way through the Lord's Prayer and landing just on statement by statement, following the words of Jesus to to pause, to centre ourselves and to ask Him uh, to just speak and to lead and to guide. We've been going through pray, pause, rejoice, reflect. And as Nick Van Ruth said so beautifully yesterday, we had a staff and elders retreat yesterday uh, and it was an amazing time together of prayer and of connection. It was beautiful, beautiful. Nick made the comment, we should throw the word repent in that R as well. And I thought it was so good. We had this time of confession and repentance, stunning of what God is doing. Pause, rejoice, reflect, repent, all one R. It's a bit cheating, but that'll do. Ask, come before God with our, our, our needs and lay them before Him and then to yield, yield to His, his will. Um, Nick's led us in a prayer room in the morning and the evening. So thank you, Nick, for that. Dwelling place, God was so powerfully at work on Thursday night for those of you who were there. It was an amazing week. And today we come to that last day where we are focusing on thanksgiving because His is the kingdom, the power and the glory. It's, we're, we got to like just raise, you know, I guarantee you all gates said that right then. Amen. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. We have cause for thanksgiving because we have a wonderful, great God. But also there's another special reason why we give thanks today because today is Lobethal's first birthday. which is super exciting and crazy to think that it's been one year. But God is doing a wonderful thing out in Lobethal. And so we rejoice with you guys. We're praising God with you guys. And we are saying happy birthday. We hope it's a wonderful, wonderful celebration that the power can get back on in an appropriate amount of time. Hopefully it's already back on. And I just, as I was praying, especially for Lobethal, praying for us as a whole church, but a word for Lobethal is that it's uh, the planting season is done. And a new season has come, which is a season of deepening roots and kingdom fruits. That's, as I was praying into that, that's the word that just came onto my heart, that the planting season is done and it is a season of deepening roots and kingdom fruits in the valley of praise that we're gonna see a mighty harvest of souls. Oh, I get excited about that, that God is doing what He is doing. And I tell you what, church, 
I'm believing for more in 2024. Anyone else? You know, last year God did great things in us, but the work that He did was like a surgical work. He had us on the surgeon's table. I said this a few times throughout the year, doing a lot of the skeletal work, a lot of the behind the scenes work, which is necessary and helpful when you're amalgamating and when you're planting. You've got to get the systems right, the things right, but you're not supposed to see the skeleton of a body for very long. If you can see the skeleton, someone's either very, very unhealthy dead or on the surgeon's table. And uh, we're on the surgeon's table, but God stitched us up and He's about to launch us into some very special things that He has for us this year. And I am so excited not to hear the word amalgamation again, constitution again, resolution again, clause A, B, C, D, part A, one, two, three, four, anymore, but to be wholly and solely and entirely devoted to the mission of seeing Jesus glorified, lives transformed, hope revealed and making disciples that will preach the Gospel and baptise people in the Name of the Father, Son and Holy Spirit to the very ends of the earth. That's why we're here. Is anyone pumped about that? It's time. And so church, we are about to launch into a six-week season that we are calling All In. And today marks the beginning of a really significant moment in the life of our church as we go All In. And in a minute, I'm gonna preach a message called The Significance of the Seed. You should have got an acorn when you came in. If you didn't, put your hand up during this next video and people will give one to you but we're going all in. And to help explain that, I'd love to flick the lights off, please. Everyone fix your eyes to the screen across all locations. We've got a really special video to show as we launch All In 2024. A few years ago at one of our dwelling place prayer and worship nights, a word was spoken over Hills Baptist Church from Isaiah 54 verse two, which says, enlarge the place of your tent, Let the curtains of your habitations be stretched wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. What happened next was something that we could never have imagined. God brought us together with Mount Barker Baptist Church. He gave us six acres of land right here in Newnham. He called us to plant another campus into the Valley of Praise in Lobethal. God has been so good to us. He's been so generous and so kind. And despite our failings and shortcomings, He just continues to pour out blessing and favour upon this church. So in light of all of this, today we enter a new and exciting chapter in the life of Hills Baptist Church. A day where we prayerfully engage with the Word of God where we get on our knees before His glorious presence and we dare to believe and we dare to dream that God will do the miraculous again and again. Today is the day where we let the curtains of our habitations be stretched wide, where we lengthen our cords, where we strengthen our stakes. Today is the day we go all in. Over the next five to six weeks, We're gonna invite every single person who calls Hills Baptist Church home 
and every single person who is blessed through the ministry of Hills Online. And we're gonna invite you to go all in, all in spiritually by calling the church to prayer, by inviting us to get on our knees and seek his face. And again, believe for God to do great things. Secondly, to go all in in service, to bring our time and our talents to God and saying, Lord, how would you use me in this season? And finally, to go all in in stewardship, where we bring our treasure to God. And we believe that the same God who took five loaves and a couple of fish and fed the multitudes can take our gift and use it to shake the nations. Church, God has given us a mighty vision, a vision that He will fulfill as each one of us lays down our lives as a living sacrifice and lets Him use us in whatever way He desires to establish His kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. It's a vision to see Jesus glorified, lives transformed, and the hope of the gospel revealed to the very ends of the earth. It's a vision to be more than a community, but to be a movement of disciples who make disciples. A movement that boldly proclaims the incredible truth that you were made for more than this, that you have been created in Christ Jesus to belong to Christ, to believe in Christ, to become like Christ and to build the kingdom of God through Christ. And a big part of that vision is to not only establish churches who plant churches, but to be present in the communities that God is calling us into, to lay hold of kingdom territory, both spiritually and physically, to have the faith to build, yes, build people, but also build community centers, places where people can belong, but also places that will become centers of prayer and evangelism to transform our world. We believe that the time has come and the time is now for us to build, to build right here on this land that God has so graciously given to us, to build a community center, a place where people will come to worship and to learn, a place where people will come to eat and to share, to laugh and to cry, to play and to dream, to connect and to care. The time is now. The time has come for us to go all in because God is all in on His kingdom vision for Mount Barker and the Adelaide Hills. Yes, it's a big vision. It's an audacious vision but we serve the God of more than enough. We serve the God who does immeasurably more than we hope or imagine. And here's the amazing thing. This isn't ours, this is God's. This is God's land. This is God's purpose and this is God's heart for these people. And so friends, we have an opportunity to participate in the call of God. The work that He began and the Bible tells us that what He begins, He finishes that he who began a good work in you will not fail to bring it to completion. And I believe with all my heart that he will bring this to completion to the glory of his name. Friends, all God is desiring of us as we partner with his spirit in the work of the kingdom is that we would bring a simple seed of faith. Consider the oak tree. 
this mighty tree birthed from a single seed, how much more can God use our seed of faith for his kingdom purposes? Friends, it's time to go all in. He's placed us in Allgate. He's placed us in Lobethal. He's putting us right here in Mount Barker. And he will call us to the ends of the earth that disciples would be made, that Jesus would be glorified, that lives would be transformed and the hope of the gospel revealed. Friends, join us. Let's go all in in prayer, all in in service, all in in giving, and then let's boast in all that Jesus does as we lay our seed at his feet. Well, come on, somebody. Well, I, I get excited and I wrote that. <laughs> I was sitting there saying, why's no one saying amen? Like I'm saying amen. Uh, I just want to honour Adzi at the back. What an incredible amount of work he did in putting that together. We love you. Amazing job. And that is the first of a few as we embark on this season of going all in. So where do we begin? Where do we start? As I said in the video, over the next few weeks, starting next week, we're going to launch into the book of Haggai. You're like, I don't even know there was a, Bible, a book in the Bible called Haggai. It's a little book, just a couple of chapters, but it's incredible. In this moment in Israel's history where they're coming through a difficult time and the Word of the Lord comes and says, it's time to build the kingdom. Uh, and we're going to learn so much through that. But before we get there, I want to bring us back to what has been a familiar friend, especially to Mount Barker, Vedan, Lobethal uh, over these last few months, which is Matthew chapter 13. So if you've got your Bibles, turn to Matthew 13 with, as I said, a message that I'm calling the significance of the seed and reading from verse one in the NIV, from verse one through to verse 12, the word says this, that same day Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such loud, large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it while all the people stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables saying, a farmer went out to sow his seed as he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns which grew up and choked the plants. And still other seed fell on good soil where it produced a crop, a hundred, sixty or 30 times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear. Then the disciples came to him and asked, why do you speak to the people in parables? He replied, because the kingdom, uh, because the knowledge of the secrets, underline this, circle this in your, in your Bibles, because the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but not to them. Whoever has will be given more, and they will have an abundance. 
Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. Let's pray. Lord, we thank You for Your Word. As always, we pray that my words as the preacher, the man would fall to the ground and that Your Word would resonate in our hearts. Your Word is a two-edged sword. Your Word is able to penetrate to dividing soul and spirit, joint and marrow. So speak, Lord, your servants are listening. Do something in us. Show us, Lord, the significance of the seed. May Jesus truly be the centre of our attention and our all in all, we pray. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Um, I don't know how many of you hills dwellers have ever had the joy of visiting Balhanna Dog Park. Anybody? Balhanna Dog Park, like when you think of dog parks normally, they're like maybe a thousand square metres and just horrible places to be. Balhanna Dog Park is like acres and acres of land with this amazing little walking trail. It's got the river that runs through it. So, you know, the kids can play and jump in the river when they're not supposed to, but they end up doing that anyway and get wet. And it just becomes like this, it's this incredible place to go. And on, within that park, are uh, like 20 plus of the biggest oak trees I've ever seen in my life. And when summer comes around, those oak trees are so heavy with acorns so ripe with the harvest, I, like no word of a lie, there would be hundreds of thousands of acorns on every single tree. You walk past and it's like these things are just hanging on it. I spent half an hour, I picked like over a thousand acorns, which I'll get to in a minute, and I barely moved from one branch. Like these trees are so, so ripe for the harvest. And so in the summertime when they're all there, you go for a walk, you can hear them, these things falling and hitting the ground. Like that's how heavy they are with the harvest. Anyway, probably this time last year, we're going for a walk, we're walking around the, the dog park and I noticed that my beautiful daughter Mabel is at one of these trees picking acorns and putting them in her pocket. And I say to her like, what are you doing? And she goes, I'm getting acorns. I was like, why? And she says to me, oh, there's this game at school. And uh, it's kind of like life where people run businesses and uh, build houses and it's down on the property. Uh, and acorns are kind of like money. They're kind of like the currency that you use. I don't think she used the word currency. That's me explaining it. But it's kind of like money that you use to buy stuff so you can build your houses. And I was like, oh, that's extremely creative and kind of cool for a school to have this whole micro economy going on down at recess and lunchtime. Like, good on you. Uh, and then she goes, and one of my friends, she's, uh, she doesn't have enough money or she doesn't have enough acorns to finish her house. And so uh, acorns, they're pretty hard to find down there at the moment. So uh, I thought I'd just get her some so she can finish her house. I was like, oh, that's beautiful. And so I was like, all right, I'll fill my pockets too. So we go down there, I'm filling my pockets. She's filling her pockets and she starts to explain more as I'm talking to her about this whole economy. And she says, yes, there's this one guy who 
a young lad who actually happens to attend our church, so I'm not going to name him. But she's like, he's sort of, um, he's kind of dominating the game. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, he, he sort of bought all the, um, the building material businesses. <laughs> Which is sticks, right? So he owns all of the sticks. And we were all so concerned with building our houses, we didn't realise that he, he had all of them. And so now we have to give him the acorns to build our houses. And then he started a casino. <laughs> and so he owns all of the building material and now he owns a casino and people keep going to the casino to try and win money to build their houses and so now he has he like owns everything (laughs) and so everyone's really struggling to finish their buildings and I was like right (laughs) so the next day we went back there with bags (laughs) because I figured If there's an underground nature play casino, (laughs) I'm sure that the the hierarchy of the school wouldn't mind if we also established an underground nature play money laundering scheme. (laughs) (laughs) Just bringing bringing fraudulent acorns into the, into the, you know, the commerce of the nature play thing that's going on. But you've got to be careful because if you just bring a whole bag of acorns, like that's going to arouse suspicion. <laughs> so, so we filled it. How many bags? We had like five bags. We would have had like thousands of acorns. And we take them home and then every day we just gave me... <laughs> I feel ashamed as I'm saying this. We gave Mabel sandwich bags full, full of acorns. <laughs> like don't tell anyone. Just slowly distribute to people so that you can start to acquire the building material. Don't go to the casino because you've now got currency and start to buy back the businesses and maybe regain control of the game. Uh, Anyway, she did that. (laughs) Apparently the game's not going anymore. I don't know if the school put a stop to it. Maybe ask one of the teachers. But I was like, this is amazing that this whole thing's going on. So fast forward a year and I'm sitting in my office and I'm preparing a message around the vision launch for 2024 and I'm thinking about the harvest And I'm thinking about God's calling us to make disciples and the harvest is plentiful and the workers are few. And I'm like, come on. And I couldn't get the image of Balhanna Dog Park and these glorious oak trees that are dripping with acorns. Like, yes, it's ripe for the harvest. And so I'm sitting there thinking, that's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna rally the team because that's what we did for Mabel. Everyone helped. 
and we're going to pick the acorns and every person in the church is going to get an acorn so that over the next six weeks when I'm preaching about the vision and where we're going and the harvest, we're looking at these acorns going, yes, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. And I'm going to go out and do all of that. And so I got excited and I came uh, home from work, picked the kids up from school. I said, guys, I've got a great idea. What, what we're going to do is we're going to go to the dog park and we're going to fill up bags of acorns again. And I thought that the response would be, yeah, that's a great idea, Dad. What I got was, oh, Dad, it's, been a, it's the first week of school. We're tired. I don't want to do that. And I thought, it is the first week of school. And they are tired. I don't, you know, you don't want to push that bear too hard. So I went, all right, I'll just wait. And when Joe comes home from work, she'll get the idea. <laughs> and I'll leverage off of her and we'll rally the kids and we'll go down as a family. So I just waited patiently. Joe came home from work and I was like, babe, I've got a great idea. We're going to give everyone in the church an acorn. And Joe didn't say, gee, that's a great idea. Let's rally the troops and go and do that. She goes, oh. It's been a massive week. I'm tired. Do we, like, really, do we need to do that? But then we had Adzi and Laura coming over for dinner that night. And I thought, well, they're, you know, key leaders in the church. They'll get the vision. So I won't push it. I'll just wait for them to get here. When they get here and I share, I've got a great idea. They're going to be like, yeah, that's a great idea. And that, Joe would have had a, like an hour to rest and be rejuvenated and the kids would be ready. And we go, yeah, let's go to the dog park. So Adzi and Laura came over and they sat down. I said, I've got a great idea. Let's go get some acorns. And they go, oh, really? Can't you just go to Bunnings and buy some sunflower seeds? No, like, it's an eight, we need an acorn because the harvest is plentiful, the workers are few, you know. Anyway, so I was like, yeah, whatever, guys, sure, you know. When you have ideas, I help you, but no worries. <laughs> Having my own little moment. So the next morning, I get up early, I go down, and there I am with my garbage bags, picking acorns, and I'm just chatting to God, just praying, being like, this is the problem with the, you know, this is the problem with the church, it's... Look at this harvest. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. It's ripe. If only we had more hands. Like, everyone's too tired. Everyone's too busy. Everyone's too distracted. Everyone's got stuff going on. No one, you know, got time to pick up the plough and get on with the work of the kingdom. And in that moment, the strangest thing happened. I had this weird, like, thought interruption. And this, what I would call a loving rebuke, kind of came upon me. And just clear as a bell, this thought came to mind. And it said, that's not the problem. It's they don't understand the significance of the seed. And in that moment, I was like, ooh. What do you mean? <laughs> I started thinking about why did I rally, like, why did I join Mabel? Why did we all get on board with Mabel? Is it because she presented this glorious vision of kingdom conquering down here? 
Is it because she mapped out this glorious strategic plan that involved people and pathways and programs to change the nation? And I realised, no, it had nothing to do with that at all. The reason I started picking acorns were because she showed me the value of the seed. She showed me the significance that one seed could make. And so I came back to this passage and as I started reading, the overwhelming thought that came to mind when it says a farmer went out to sow his seed was stop there and ponder that. Why did the farmer sow the seed in the first place? Why even bother? Why sow the seed? And why sow it so liberally? Like he scattered the seeds. Some fell along the path. Some fell along rocky places. Some fell on shallow soil. Some fell on good soil. That's not just like, it's not an accident. It's because when he sowed, he was just sowing everything. Like he's gone all in. Now I'm no farmer church, but we've got enough friends who are farmers, enough farmers within this church community that I know that that's no small thing. It's no small thing to take everything, to invest everything and just liberally distribute it. And the thought could well go through the head of what if this doesn't work? But the reason a farmer will sow the seed liberally is because they trust that what they put in the ground will bring about a reward. They, they know what the seed is. They understand the life that is in that seed. Are you with me? And so you sow, yeah, there's a risk, but the reward is actually that you would get more seed. Why does the farmer go all in? He goes all in in every way. It's because of the nature of the seed. And when we read this passage, we've got to understand, church, what Matthew is doing here. Matthew's focus, the whole book is a kingdom focus. And one of the problems we have in reading Scripture is we read these little snippets and we don't see it in the, the context of the broader thing. So when you read Matthew, don't just read one chapter and go, that's interesting. In order to get the fullness of what he's trying to say to us, we have to read it in the context of everything else he has written. And so as you read Matthew 13, there is a really interesting phrase in there right at the end that should just make us go, ooh. And that phrase is in verse 11, after the disciples have said, why do you speak in parables? Verse 11 and 12, read this again. He replied, because the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you. Whoever has will be given more and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. He then goes on to say, not only is the kingdom like a farmer who sowed seed, it's also like a mustard seed. He goes the other seed analogy. He talks about sowing seed in weeds. He talks about a hidden treasure. He talks about it being like a pearl. He talks about it being like a net. There's all these things. He's saying they're all one and the same. 
Then you jump over to Matthew 25. Oh, this is about to get really, really interesting. Matthew 25, Jesus tells a parable that the NIV calls the parable of the bag of gold or the bags of gold. We often refer to it in the church, for those who've been around for a bit, as the parable of the talents. If you don't know what I'm talking about, what he says, he goes, there's three guys who were servants of a master and the master gave one, it says one bag of gold or one talent, another, you know, two, the other one, five, and he said, put it to work. The ones who had more went to work and doubled their, what they were given. Another one just chucks it in the ground and only returns what he had. You know the parable I'm talking about? And so often as we read that, especially when those of you read the ESV, as you read that and the translation is left as talents, we think of that in terms of gifts and abilities because our English word talent, we just assume that's what it means. But actually the ESV is simply just not translating a Greek word. The Greek word talent actually isn't talking about gifts and it's not talking about abilities. Talent is a measure of weight. And the measure of weight is often linked to counting out precious metals. So you'd have a talent of gold, a talent of silver. So it becomes a measure of value. Are you with me? Are you tracking with me right here? A measure of value, which is why the NIV calls it a bag of gold so we don't get lost in translation or non-translation. And I realise in this moment, what Jesus is doing in this parable is exactly the same thing that He's doing in Matthew 13. He's explaining this idea that you've been given a treasure. And the kicker here is at the end of this parable, listen to what we just read something in Matthew 13 about those who've been given more will be given more, right? As you work through this parable, uh, He puts it to work. After a long time, the master of those servants returned, settled the accounts with them. The man who'd received five bags of gold brought the other five. The man, uh, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful in a few things. I'll put you in charge of many. He does the same with the two. Then he rebukes the one. From verse 28, he says, so I take the bag of gold. Sorry, let's go from verse 26. His master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. This is to the one who, who didn't invest, who didn't go all in. So you knew that I harvest where I've not sown and gather where I've not scattered seed. Well then, you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. So take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has 10 bags. Listen, verse 29, get ready to underline. For whoever has will be given more and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. What does that sound exactly like? Pardon? Pardon? I can't hear you, Lobethal. <laughs> Chapter 13, it is word for word identical. What does that mean? Take notice, the two stories are one and the same. The two stories are connected. Why does the farmer go all in? 
because he understands the reward. What is the treasure mentioned throughout Matthew 13? What is the seed? What is the net? What is the pearl of great price? What is the bag of gold mentioned in Matthew 25? What is it? What is he getting at? It is the secrets to the kingdom of heaven. What, are the, what is the secret to the kingdom of heaven? It is Jesus. It's the gospel. It's the good news that I cannot enter the presence of God without Him, that I can build my own kingdom, but all of it will fall away. He's saying that the pearl of great price, the treasure is the good news. That's why when He says later in Matthew 13, it's the word of the kingdom. That's what the seed is. The seed, the treasure, the bag of gold. It's all Jesus. It's all the good news of what He has come to accomplish, church. Now, now, listen, listen, keep going. Therefore, why go all in? Why scatter the seed? Why invest the bag of gold that you are given? Why go all in? Because the reward, it's not about a physical treasure that God will give back because the reward is more of Christ. And I realised something that, we can get up here and we can preach and we can talk and we can set up a compelling vision of taking land for Christ. We can do all of that and all of that is good. We can encourage you to pray. We can encourage you to give, yes, of time, talent, treasure. We can say, give it all to Christ because there's a great mission, but no one's going on mission if they don't understand first the significance of the seed. But when we see Christ, when we catch, when you catch the gospel, the pearl of great price, everything else fades. A prayer. During the week, we had one of our beautiful young adults who's just very recently come to faith and we were looking at that pearl of great price and she said, this reminds me of my life. When I met Jesus and I realised all that other stuff is just tripe. And so now I wanna serve Him and I wanna live for Him and I wanna love Him. And I'm like, I haven't walked you through the four fields of, you know, <laughs> Belonging, believing, becoming, but we haven't set a strategic plan. You've just met Jesus and He's changed everything and now you're like, I'm in. I'm in. In the same way that all Mabel had to do was say, Dad, this is gold. And I'm like, I'm in. In the same way that I said to my family, I've got a great idea. And they said, I don't care. <laughs> we can have a great idea. We can have a beautiful vision statement. But if Christ is not all in all, then all of it is rubbish. But when we understand who He is, 
when we see him rightly, the one who it says in Isaiah 53, oh, stop it. He was nothing, came in the appearance of a man, broken, a bruised reed he will not break. And yet, my question to us as a church across all our campuses and our objective in everything we do this year, next year, until the day the Lord calls me home, Nick home, (laughs) Nick home, Luke home, Tony home, John home, Leona home, all of us home. This is what we're on about. And I'm not talking about an acorn, I'm talking about Jesus. <laughs> it's about magnifying Christ. It's about lifting Christ high. It's about understanding that the reason we give in faith when we get to that part, the reason we give of our time, And time's a big thing for all of us, yeah? But the reason we would say, hey, here I am, use me. The reason we would choose to prioritise investing our time in the Kingdom of God is because we know He's worth it. The reason we would choose to use our gifts, our talents, our abilities, the reason we would say, do you know what? I've got this. I've got, it's all I've got. It's just me. And I'm a little bit broken but you can have me. The reason we would do that is because of who he is, because we've met him. The reason the little boy brings five loaves and two fish, his treasure, everything he's got financially. The reason he brings that to Jesus is not because the disciples put forward a compelling argument that they need to feed the masses. They were freaking out. No, the reason he did that was because he had faith in the seed. He understood who Jesus was. He's like, well, I've only got this, but you can have it. And I believe that with my little, you can do a lot. The reason we go all in, even when we might feel like, well, what am I going to get from it? We might get nothing in the physical. This building might, you know, for people at Lobethal or Gate, might be very rare that you sit in something like that. But guess what? 55 years from now, your great-grandkids might be sitting in there being introduced to Jesus. And as you give, you get Christ. We get more faith. There's something about exercising faith. When we exercise faith, that faith builds. Who ever sung that old kid's song, Faith is Like a Muscle? What happens when we use it? Come on, somebody. It grows. The reason it grows is because of the promise of Jesus, that it's in the, in the investment, in the all-in, that we will not fail to reap a reward, but the reward is Him. It's a deeper revelation of the Gospel, Why we prayed it this morning? Because the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. It's everything. Everything. So would we go all in? Sheree, can you come up? 
And we're going to close. But I want to close with, um, I was watching a sermon during the week and I found myself reading the comments. And there was this amazing comment by KV108. <laughs> Whoever you are, KV108, awesome. He's, he wrote this, greatest man in history had no servants, yet they called him master. Had no degree, yet they called him teacher. Had no medicines, yet they called him healer. Had no army, yet kings feared him. Won no military battles, yet he conquered the world. Committed no crime, yet they hung him on a tree. Was buried in a tomb, yet he lives today. His name is Jesus. Oh, KV 108. That's good. That's true. He is the pearl of great price. He is the bag of gold. He is the seed. He is the net. He is everything. So we will lift Him high this year, church, as we will every year. And we will worship Him and we will fix our eyes on Him. And in so doing, we will invite every single person to go all in. And so for the next five weeks, I want you to take this little acorn and I want you to put it somewhere that you're gonna see every single day. And I want you just every day to take a moment to look at that little acorn and let it remind you that Jesus paid it all and He is worthy of it all. And let that determine your response. There will be no coercion. There will be no manipulation. Only Christ. That He would be glorified, that He would be magnified. And that we would see Him. And that the prayer of Paul would come true. And that we would have power together with all the saints, past, present, future, to know the love of God in Christ Jesus. That that love, that power of the Gospel would not only remind us that we are saved, but transform our lives and cause us to be just like the farmer. And we would say, I'm in, I'm all in. This seed, I gotta share it. Because there is nothing as valuable as Christ in me, the hope of glory. Lord, we love you. We praise you. And Jesus, we ask that you would do the miracle of opening our eyes to see you rightly. Every single person that we would see you rightly, that we would see you for who you are, that we would see you, our precious King of Kings, Lord of Lords, that we would see you, Alpha and Omega, beginning and the end, first and the last, the one who was and is and is to come, the pearl of great price, the net, the treasure, the seed, the King of glory, 
the rose of Sharon, the good shepherd, the Prince of Peace, mighty God. There aren't enough words, as John said. There's just not enough words. We need your Spirit to come and open our eyes to see. Let us see you, Lord. And in so doing, may we surrender. Be all in to your invitation to come follow you. We love you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. As we're just in this moment of prayer, I'm gonna invite our campus pastors to come up. Allgate, Lobethal, we love you. Enjoy communion. Nick, can you come? Oh, you're right there. And uh, lead us in a response. Thanks for listening to the Hills Baptist Podcast. If you'd like to partner with us in developing and equipping passionate disciples who love God, love people, and boldly share the gospel, you can do that at hillsbaptist.com forward slash giving. We pray this message has empowered you to live and love more like Jesus. Have an amazing day.